this is a shorter piece and I considered writing a little introduction to make it longer, but in the end, I hope it will stand on its own. The black guitar case was beaten and weathered, its full leather worn away revealing the cardboard underneath. Its buckles were tarnished from years of heavy use, plastic handle broken, barely hanging off. I found it not stored away in a closet or underneath the bed, but set upright against the chest of drawers where its owner could more readily get to the instrument inside. Having already taken the VCR, a camcorder, a jewelry box, and a couple of rifles, I saved the guitar case for last. Based on its tired, warm state, I didn't expect the guitar itself to be anything special, and if this was indeed the case, no need to take it with me. I popped the latches for a quick peek at what was inside, and immediately my heart thumped in my chest. It was a beautiful, obviously custom-made Martin D28 acoustic guitar with walnut fretboard and mother-of-pearl markers. Hurriedly, I refastened the latches and hauled the case out through the splintered front door of the two-bedroom trailer to my truck. Being a novice guitarist myself, I knew the instrument was worth quite a lot, probably more than the value of everything else I'd stolen from the trailer combined. Inside the case, along with the guitar, I found a harmonica and a case of its own, along with several pages of handwritten lyrics, gospel songs, and old-time spirituals, which meant nothing to me, as they had no monetary value. Only the, only the guitar itself had any worth, and only then, whatever I could get someone to pay. I settled on $500 after bickering with an old man who owned a music shop a few counties away. He'd known the instrument was stolen, even after I strummed a few chords of Freebird as if it had been my own well-loved and cherished guitar. And I knew he knew. That was just the way of things. Eventually, though, my crimes caught up with me. After a morning of housebreaking, I was on my way to sell a truckload of stolen merchandise when the police stopped me. I was subsequently arrested and charged with multiple counts of breaking and entering and larceny over four counties. During the months following my arrest, I was transported by sheriff's deputies back and forth between the four counties to answer to the charges in court. It was a long, interminable odyssey during which I came to know all too well the fine details of the rules and regulations at each of the four jails, what was and wasn't allowed, what types of contraband I could most easily transport, and how to make the most money from it. Like always, looking for the quick, easy dollar. Throughout these many court appearances, I never came face to face with the victims of my crimes until I stepped into a Yakin County courtroom. Up to this point, it was simply a matter of pleading guilty and accepting my punishment, but this time was different. After I entered my plea, the prosecutor stood and said, Your Honor, if it pleased the court, the victim in this case would like to make a statement before you sentence the defendant. The judge assented, and all eyes in the courtroom turned to a well-dressed 30-something man who rose from a bench behind the prosecutor's table. Your Honor, he began not looking at me. This man sitting over there kicked down my door while I was out working to provide for my wife and kids. He stole our VCR and other electronic items. He stole my wife's jewelry. He stole my guns. But none of that means a thing to me compared to the guitar he took from my bedroom, a Martin guitar which used to belong to my father and my grandfather before him. 
the sentimental value of this instrument. Well, Your Honor, I can't measure it in dollars and cents. What he took is something that no one can replace. Not only the guitar, but inside the case were songs that my grandpa wrote. He paused for a moment and then turned to me. I forgive you for what you did, son, but I hope this judge gives you the maximum sentence. And I hope you use that time to think about what you did and how your actions affect others. And to ask God to forgive you. That's all I have to say. With a final grave look, the man took his seat and waited for the judge to pass sentence. It came as no surprise when he indeed gave me the maximum allowed by law. He probably would have given me three times that if he could have. Although sadly, I did not use that time wisely and was ultimately arrested on a charge of capital murder a mere two months after my release. I've never forgotten that man who had forgiven me that still wanted me to get the maximum sentence for invading his home and taking what was his. Only now can I truly see the childish, selfish boy I was, taking things that belonged to others, caring only for the financial value of things that often meant much more than money to the rightful owners. Perhaps this is what it means to finally grow up. I imagine the day that man came home from work to find his door smashed in, his treasured guitar and everything else gone. I hang my head in shame. When I recall this and the countless other mistakes I've made throughout my life, I only wish I could go back somehow and do it all differently. That's it.